Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast. I'm Haley Luckadoo, educator, website designer, wedding planner, and big dreamer who took a hobby business born out of a college dorm room and turned it into a successful multi-business empire. I run on hard work and Dr. Pepper, and if it comes in pink, you better believe I want it. This podcast is for women in almost any industry who want the resources and inspiration to do what sets their soul on fire. I'll interview women who are exceptional at what they do to bring you the tools and knowledge that you need to succeed and to create the life you dream of. Welcome back to this episode of Females on Fire. We are so excited to have Ashton Long here with us today to chat about the Authentic Woman series. So if you haven't checked that out already, you need to because it's absolutely amazing. And we're going to talk today about authenticity and confidence. So Ashton, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, we are too, for sure. So. First off, just tell us a little bit about you and about the Authentic Woman series. What is it and how did it get to be what it is today? Sure. So I'll just start by sharing kind of who I am, maybe some fun facts. So my name is Ashton Smith and I'm a newlywed. I got married in March of this year, actually on St. Patrick's Day, which was not planned. It just happened that way. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I am obsessed with coffee. Everybody that knows me knows that, but what they don't know is that I'm obsessed with coffee because of the memories I associate with it. Um, I'm really close with my family, and so I love coffee because we used to sit on our screened-in porch together um, on fall mornings and just talk about life and business and our dreams and drink coffee together, so that's super special. Um, I love collecting plants. Now that I have my own house, Like I just love collecting indoor plants. And I buy way too many pottery pieces, pottery pieces that I really don't need, particularly coffee mugs. Um, So those are some super random facts, as well as um, I have a birthmark in my left eye, which is super crazy. And I love to share that as a fun fact. So now that you know a little bit of the basics about me, um, I currently live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I've been in this area really my whole life. Yeah, and so I've grown up here, and I was one of those people that literally, I didn't know what I wanted to to do with my life. Um, I think a lot of people can resonate, but when I was growing up, like, I just didn't have a specific idea of what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be, and I had a lot of friends that kind of had this path, like, they wanted to be a doctor, a nurse, um, a beautician, a teacher, and I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I ended up going to college. I went to NC State, um, which is here in the area, North Carolina State University, and I got a degree in business administration um, just as like a generic degree because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And um, all throughout college, like I never really fit in um, because a lot of the people were going for corporate jobs, these big jobs, and I 
am definitely a perfect blend of like my, my parents. So my dad is an entrepreneur and he has a really successful business that he's run for like 35 years. And my mom is this extraordinary creative and she loves to paint and sing and write. And so I have always been this blend of like business and creativity. And so a lot of my journey was figuring out like how to get those to like mesh together. Um, and in college, I had no idea how it would work out, but I graduated college with that business administration degree and I started an office job and I was essentially just an assistant there, um, just kind of filling in for whatever they needed. I did a lot of filing and paperwork and I just learned the basics. I was learning how to do payroll and tax stuff and just all the nine yards and I remember just like going through the motions so much because looking back, I now can see that like I was so scared. Like I was so scared to like search my heart to actually see what I wanted because it felt so impossible because being an entrepreneur can sometimes like feel super impossible. Um, and so anyways, I remember this moment where I was sitting at my desk. Um, it was like a really slow day and I was just scrolling through blogs and definitely falling into that trap of like comparison and, and just wishing that my life could be something different where I could do something I was passionate about. And it was kind of this moment where I embarked on this like journey of actually searching my heart and taking action on what I thought that I wanted. So I started a blog and that's kind of how all of this began was with just uncertainty and just not knowing like what I wanted, but I was like, I'm going to start something. So my now husband, he helps me create a blog. And at the time it was just a lifestyle blog. Um, and it was called altogether beautiful. Um, and yeah. And so from the very beginning of starting all of this, I've just had this burning passion to empower women to change the standard of beauty to know that they're beautiful, to know that they're worthy, because that's something that so many women of all ages struggle with is just seeing their worth and their beauty. And so that is what Altogether Beautiful stood for. It's, it's that we are, we as women collectively, we are beautiful. And as a whole, individually, we are beautiful. We're good enough. And so anyways, I ran that blog for probably about six to seven months. And I quickly realized that it needed to change, it needed to expand, because what I really wanted was a community space, a platform where other people could, could share their stories to a place where they could feel safe to share their heart, to share their stories, and to step out into a new place. And so really, um, in a matter of a month, <laughs> um, my husband helped me rebrand the website from Altogether Beautiful to The Authentic Woman. And it just became a space where all women could share their voice. And it wasn't just me anymore. And I think that that's really where it needed to go. And so all throughout this process of, of all of it, really, I've just been super open to the growth and the expansion and the twists and turns. Um, and even now, like we're definitely in a transition place. Like I want to be super open to where this platform needs to go. Um, so that's kind of how I got there. And then, um, after we created the website, we, we created our first product, which is the authentic woman series. And so basically 
this is an interactive book series. And so a lot of people refer to it as a magazine because it looks and feels like a magazine. Um, but it's, it's a little bit different. So, um, it's filled with women that are sharing their stories, their hearts, um, their advice on like all different topics. Each volume has its own concept. Um, but there's topics from sexual abuse to eating disorders to their relationship with money or fear or the dream pursuit, really anything and everything that we as women experience, because the big goal here is to tell women like, Hey, you're not alone. And no matter what, like you are worthy, like in your light and in your dark moments, like you are worthy just as you are. And so the reason that this is called an interactive book series is because at the end of every single piece inside of um, this book, there is a prompt, um, some type of action for the reader to take, um, either to reflect or to journal or to actually go out in, in public and take some type of action. Um, because ultimately, like, we want our products to call people to action because that's how we create change in our life, right? Is through taking action and Another thing that we really prioritize on our platform is non-retouched photography, um, meaning that we might edit our photos in the sense of like photography elements, like exposure and contrast and lighting, but the women are not touched. They're not altered in any way. Um, their skin is not airbrushed. Their body is not resized. They are the real deal. And yeah, that's a little bit about the series and kind of how it started. And it's definitely definitely growing and expanding along the way. Um, but yeah. I love the series and it's so beautiful just for that very reason, just because it was built on just the basis of adding value to women who don't really necessarily always see the value in themselves. So I love what you've done with that and where it looks like it's going. Cause I think it's going to be really, really amazing. I mean, it already is amazing, but it's going to be even more amazing. Um, <laughs> and I, I just love what you're doing with all of that. That's so cool. And for the record, my husband is a state fan. So that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> love it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about authenticity and what, you know, I know as women, it's hard to, because we're running a business or we're running a, a blog or a brand or, or whatever it is. And it's hard sometimes to be authentic and stay authentic, especially when we feel like we're kind of playing the comparison game a lot of the time, like, oh, she's doing this. So I need to be doing that too. And I think we lose our authenticity in that process a lot of the time. So what is your advice on how women can sort of balance that, that process of being authentic and also running a business. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely hard and really hard in the beginning to kind of figure it out. Um, but what I've come to realize is that truly authenticity and like sharing openly will actually cause whatever you're doing to expand into an even bigger space. So for me, I would suggest taking the small steps, like 
definitely like we're going to have boundaries, right. With showing up authentically and sharing our stories. I think a big part of showing up authentically is by sharing our story. And of course we're going to have certain boundaries and things that we don't want to share with the whole world. And that is totally okay. Um, but I think a big part of that is weaving your story into what you're doing. So for me personally, you know, the authentic woman was birthed out of my own story. And I think so much of everything that we do is birthed out of who we are. Like the authentic woman is truly my heartbeat. And so what I, I really started doing was sharing about my struggles and my insecurities. Um, I'll give a brief story because this will help everything, I think, make more sense. So I used to struggle like very deeply with body insecurity. And I actually had an experience where I had a friend, um, she sent me a picture that we took together and I realized that she used some editing software to essentially like change my body and my skin. Mm-hmm. And it, in the moment, it didn't feel hurtful. It actually like planted this seed of like, oh, like that's what you need to do to be good enough. And so I went through this, this season in my journey where I would edit away like all of my imperfections, like that, you know, quote unquote, my imperfections, things that make me human, like acne. And like, I mean, I've never even been overweight, but I would still feel the need to like make myself look smaller and just, I don't know, I just didn't feel good enough. And so that part of my story really, really did plant like this huge desire inside of me to show up in a real, genuine, authentic way. And so whenever I finally was freed from that pattern in my life, you know, I'm actually thankful for that season because it's made me even more passionate about being real and about encouraging others to be real and to know like, Hey, you don't have to be perfect. Like perfection isn't even a real concept. Like it it really isn't. It's like, none of us can attain that. And so being authentic really does just mean like showing up and sharing your story and, you know, taking the small steps in the beginning, you know, Um, for me in the beginning, it just meant, Hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to retouch and edit my photos anymore. I'm not going to do that. And for me, that was a big step. Um, and now, gosh, it's been a few years since then. And now I have come so far that, um, actually this year I started posting a lot more about, um, just body image issues and insecurity and kind of posting, pictures that definitely would have felt hard for me to post a while back, but pictures of me, um, like in my bikini and showing off like my rolls and my cellulite and things that society deems as imperfections. And I've only been able to get here because I went through that place of taking the small steps, you know? And so when we are bold and brave enough to show up and talk about things that society says, Hey, that's not good. That's, that makes you not good enough, it actually will free us. But at the same time, it gives space for other women to show up and be authentic and share their story, which it's just like this ripple effect, right? And, and that's how we can create this big impact, but definitely just starting with the small steps and weaving in your story, because what you have gone through is going to speak to someone else. Like there are so many people that need to hear our stories. And I think we are the first to really put ourselves down. We're the first to decide that like our stories don't matter, but so many people need to hear them and we're the only ones who can speak up and share it. Like that is our responsibility. 
And so just giving ourselves like the permission to unravel, to be messy, to be imperfect, because that truly is like a part of humanity is just being imperfect. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. And I know, I mean, I'm guilty of that too, of, you know, looking at, at a photo or looking at something and saying, no, this isn't good enough. So how do you, I mean, you sort of touched on this a little bit, but how do you, especially, you know, in a world of social media where everybody's posting these absolutely perfect photos all the time, how do you build yourself up enough to say, yes, this is okay. I know we need to give ourselves permission to, you know, say, yeah, I'm not perfect. Yeah, this picture is not perfect, but I'm going to post it anyway because it matters. But what does your process look like for telling yourself that that's acceptable and that that's okay? Yeah. So I feel like first and foremost, like we have to come to like an internal peace, like with ourselves and with our story. Um, and so for me, like the first step to really like opening up in a, an authentic and big way in my personal journey was a lot of behind the scenes work, like a lot of internal work of like setting a strong foundation, um, and my own story and my own like thoughts. And for me, that looked a lot like journaling. I, I'm journaling isn't for everybody, but journaling for me has been a practice where I can like brain dump all of my thoughts and I can like go back and look at them and be like, okay, is this like a belief that's for one, is this true? Is this belief about myself true? And then is this like something I want to carry forward? Um, so first and foremost, I think really coming to a piece of like who we are and the part of the story that we want to share. So, you know, I say that to say like right now I've come to peace with a part of my story, right? I've come to peace with my journey with body positivity and showing up authentically, but there's other parts of my story that I'm still in process with. And so it's really knowing like what part of your story are you ready to share openly? Um, because a big thing that we don't want to do is share a part of our story that we're really seeking like approval and validation for. Right. Um, because I've totally been there and I've totally done that. Um, I think really, sharing the parts that we feel at peace with so that we can really inspire and empower others. And then, like I said before, is like, what feels like good to you right now to share? Like what, what feels attainable? You know, like for example, in the beginning, whenever I was just feeling free from hiding my imperfections, I would not have wanted to post a picture half naked online. Like that's not attainable. That's not realistic. Like you don't have to do this big, like drastic thing. You just have to do something that's a little bit outside of your comfort zone. So maybe, maybe you want to just share something that you've never shared before, like an insecurity that you have. Maybe you want to share a picture that at first you didn't really like of yourself, but it's really relatable to someone else. Maybe you want to share that you know, you're struggling with a certain area of business. Um, maybe it's like finances and, and you feel like you can share that it's going to relate to somebody, but just taking like this small action that feels a little bit hard, but you know, it's going to help you grow. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I, you touched on this a little bit. And I think, I think this is where a lot of people struggle is that it's a journey and it's a process and it's mm -hmm. not an overnight success. And I think, I know that's where 
I used to struggle was that I would try to put something out there or go outside of my comfort zone and be authentic and, and show some side of myself that I had not shown before. And then I didn't instantly feel relieved and I didn't instantly feel authentic and, and better about myself and, and all of those things. And I think, and, and you can tell me if you agree, but I think that's really a huge part of where we as women kind of put ourselves down is that if it's not an overnight success with one try, we tend not to try again. We tend to sort of close ourselves down and say, okay, it wasn't good enough. I don't feel better. I'm not more confident. I don't feel mm -hmm. authentic. I now have imposter syndrome. And we just sort of close that door instead of, you know, trying a little harder next time and putting ourselves out there again. I mean, do you feel mm -hmm. that way too, even now? Everyone's yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like everything in life is like such a process, like whether it's showing up authentically, being confident, like having a successful business, it's all a process. And that's something that our society, like we don't like to think of things like that. Like we don't like to think like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this thing but I want it to happen in a day, you know, like that's how we think about it. We don't like, we don't sit down and think, okay, I'm going to do this thing. It might take me three years to get there, but I'm going to do it. And so like, that's really the mentality that we have to have because things take longer than we think, like whatever it is in life, it's going to take longer. So is it a big enough deal to you to push through the process and continue to show up day after day after day? Like, these things are built like in the mundane moments. Like we get to make choices every single day that will lead up to the place we want to get to, right? Like in business and confidence, all of it. And so it really is like a daily choice that we have to make. Like, you know, even if we just take like one teeny, teeny, tiny step forward, even if we don't move that day, like just showing up, like showing up, for whatever you want to cultivate in your life, because nothing happens overnight. Like it really doesn't. And we have to understand that the process is preparation. So for example, like if somebody wants to like be a millionaire or if somebody wants to have like this crazy successful business, like if that were to happen overnight, like you wouldn't be ready for what is coming at you when you get there. Like that's why the process is so, so valuable. And we don't want to hear that. We don't want to think that because it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to keep showing up. It's hard to show up when you fail. And when you feel like an imposter, like I've been there even in the past month, like I've faced like intense imposter syndrome, but like I've had all these people around me being like, you know what? Like, it's okay. You have to keep showing up for what matters to you. Like even when it doesn't feel good, are you still going to show up? Are you going to press through? Are you going to move through your fear instead of letting your fear dictate what you do and where you go? Are you going to keep showing up? Right. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I've definitely been there in the past week for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it happens to all of us so much. And I think, I feel like another sort of issue with that is just that that imposter syndrome really takes over and we tend to compare ourselves to other people who are also in that process. Maybe not necessarily people who have already made it through that process, but just people who are sort of on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a reminder we all need is just that everybody's 
process is different and everybody's timing is different. So, you know, you Mm -hmm. said this could take three years. It could take you three years. It could take me five, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think just helping everyone understand that it's a process you have to sort of go through on your own. I mean, obviously you need to have a community around you that's going to really help you push forward and become the person that you want to be. But it's really a process within yourself that, that you have to go through sort of on your own time. Exactly. And it, and so it's deciding like what, what means enough to you to like keep going and then breaking that stigma of like, it didn't work the first time. So it's never going to work, you know, <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So obviously authenticity comes with building confidence. And I know the series that you've created is really big about once you are finally awakened to your worth, you know, what does that process look like and how can it change your life and affect your life? So I know we've talked about, you know, how to be authentic and what that process looks like and starting with the small things, but with confidence specifically, and especially, you know, in a world of perfect Instagrams, how do you build your confidence? And and specifically, how do you build your confidence in the moments when everything is falling apart? So, you know, when nothing is going right, when you look your absolute worst, you know, what do you say to yourself and what do you do to remind yourself that it's going to be okay and it's going to get better and that you are worthy of, of this thing that you've created. Yeah. So the reason why I talk a lot about confidence and worth at the same time is because I think that self-worth is a deeper level of confidence because when we have that like belief in our worth, then we're naturally going to be more confident. So that's why I talk a lot about both. And so one thing about confidence that I like to talk about a lot is that confidence, like we just said, it's cultivated. It's not like this overnight experience. And like anything else, it doesn't always feel good. Like it doesn't always feel good. Um, And it's a process and it's a series of choices that we make um, over time. And so I'll just share like an example. So when I was probably like 12 or 13, um, maybe even younger, I wanted to be a worship leader. I wanted to sing on stage and I wanted to be a worship leader. It was like this big dream I had. And I went through this process of like, okay, this is what I want. And I went through this process of, um, I put in the work, like I showed up, I practiced, I went to all the practices that we had. And I finally, I finally had my moment where I could sing on stage. And the first time I sang on stage, I literally like almost had a panic attack. It was terrifying. Um, I like my chest broke out in like hives, like it got so red and I was sweating. It was awful. It was, it felt terrible. I can't even explain it. And so, and I wasn't even leading a song. I I was singing backup. Okay. And so, yeah. So after that, I literally was like, oh my gosh, I am never, ever doing that again. That was terrible. But of course, like I still had the desire. It was still bigger than my fear. Like my desire to do it was bigger than my fear. And so I, I kept practicing. I kept going, I kept going to the practices that they had. And I, 
I got on stage again and again and again. And I swear to you, it was probably a year over a year that it felt so uncomfortable to get on stage. It felt terrifying. And I was just seeing singing back up, but little by little, I kept showing up. I, I got my first part that I got to sing. I got to sing like a verse or something and it was still hard. And I sang, I sang afraid. And, you know, I was just thinking about this whole series of events last night. Um, I, I went to my church last night and I led worship and I was just thinking about how like it used to be my big dream to be confident on stage and through a series of just taking action and moving through the fear and doing the thing that felt scary, like I reached a place of confidence. Like I reached a place where, you know, I can get on stage and I literally, I'm not afraid at all. I feel at home. I feel connected. I feel at peace and it feels fun. And the way that I got there you know, it's not the answer that everybody wants, but it was by showing up and taking that action. Like, and that's the same online. So like showing up a little bit by a little bit, um, sharing things that might feel uncomfortable and continuing to show up. But even beyond that, I understand that like, it's hard, um, as far as the comparison game goes. And so for me, when I'm having a hard time, when I, cause we all face that, you know, in any journey. Um, when I'm having a hard time and when I'm having those doubts, I will not consume content. Um, and that's just a rule of thumb that I have for myself. When I'm in a place where like, maybe I've failed big time and I am just questioning like who I am, I'm questioning my worth, which I don't usually do. I will not consume other people's content because I know it's going to put me in a bad headspace. And so I think it's like creating these boundaries for yourself um, like, and asking your heart, like what you need, like, is it going to feel good for me today to go online and see what everyone else is doing? Like, is that going to lift me up today? Or is that going to discourage me? Um, that's a big part of being confident in an online world is like setting up those boundaries. Also getting connected with the right people, following people that are encouraging, that are real, that stand for what you stand for. Um, and so, yeah, for me, confidence, it, it doesn't sound glamorous, but it really is in the act of showing up, of taking action, of being afraid, but moving while you're afraid and doing the thing that feels scary, but means a lot to you. And then setting up boundaries that are going to serve you in, you know, your journey of showing up. Because at the end of the day, you're still a human being and like you have feelings and emotions and when you experience like failure, it's going to be painful. It's going to be hard. So like, what are your boundaries for yourself as a human being whenever you're in those hard moments? Um, because often when I face those hard moments, what I deeply need is time away from the online world and time with people that are going to speak truth into my life. Um, because the biggest and best way we can drown out all of the lies is by immersing ourselves in the truth. Yeah. I think too, I mean, confidence is, is something that I think all of us struggle with so often that I think just remembering that it's such a long process to get there and it's not a pretty process. I think when people think of confidence, they think of like, these glowing, happy women who have it all together, 
and or this is what I picture at least I don't know if everybody else pictures this but I mean when you picture confidence you picture these really happy women who have it all together and they're constantly smiling and they're constantly proud of themselves and they know what they want and they know how to get it and that's just so flawed from every angle and I think we tend to forget that we tend to forget that you know, whoever we picture when we think of confidence, she had to work her butt off to get where she is. And she has bad days too. And, you know, it didn't happen overnight for her either. And so I think, I think we all think confidence is such a quick thing to come by and it's such a beautiful process as it happens. And the reality is, is it's, it's one of the hardest processes to get through, I think personally. Yeah. And just, it's not an easy thing to accept or to force yourself to accept, but I love your story about how it took you like a year to even (laughs) stop breaking out in hives. Like that just, that speaks to, to what it really is, that it's not a pretty confidence is not a pretty process and it Mm. never will be. And I think even when you get confident about one thing, you question your abilities with other things. I mean, that, I assume that's true for you too, right? Yeah, exactly. Cause we're like, when we achieve one dream, we automatically, we create more. And so, yeah. you know, like I'm confident in so many areas, but one area that I'm still growing in, like being confident is in business. Like I'm very confident in myself and in my body and all of that, but, and in singing, thank God, I finally got there, (laughs) but I, yeah, I'm still growing with being confident in business and showing up. And, you know, when I hit that failure, like I hit like big failure a couple weeks ago and, and it was hard and I cried for like two days straight. And my husband was worried. He's like, are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it through this? But that's just part of the process. And And that's why I'm like, I hope I'm doing this justice because it doesn't sound glamorous, but it's just so simple. Like it's not always pretty. Like you said, it's not always beautiful and fulfilling and blissful. It's not like we're frolicking in a flower field. Like (laughs) it is hard work and sometimes it's hard and painful. Definitely. And I think too, being entrepreneurs, I think makes it even harder Mm. because I feel like it's constantly this roller coaster of like something's going to go right and then something's going to go wrong and then you're going <laughs> to have a new dream and that's going to go really well and then you're going to have a third dream and that's going to go horribly and I, I think people don't take it as a learning process they take it as just failure like I'm not good enough for this and the reality is is you know you said earlier if it happened overnight you wouldn't be ready for it and I think that's so true Because if I look at where I am right now versus where I was when I started my business, if where I am now had happened overnight, I really would have failed because I would have had no idea how to handle the things that I do now and handle the the success or handle the workload or handle any of those things. So I think just learning to accept that there's never actually an end destination to this process is yeah. the battle. I think you're constantly, you know, learning and growing and learning to sort of accept it for what it is. Yeah. I think too, real quick as like a big piece is 
having like a thankful heart for like the things that have gone well and the things that you have reached and attained. Like, like I said, my big dream for forever was to be confident on stage. And like that happened, like my big dream for forever was to know what I was passionate about. And I'm living in that dream right now. But at the same time, I've created so many other dreams that like, it's so easy to lose sight of all of the beautiful things that I've accomplished. And I think that's true for everyone, but especially entrepreneurs, like it's easy to lose sight of where we've come from and what we have achieved because we're constantly creating new dreams. So just remember, like you're, you're here right now and you've already achieved something in your life. Like you've already reached one dream. Like you can do it again. Yeah, absolutely. And I I recently heard another woman that I know talk and she was talking about something similar. And she was saying that every single time that she starts to feel bad about herself, she pulls out a notepad and writes down all of the things that she's accomplished. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, that's such a simple idea, but that's so fantastic because that's just the epitome of, of what you need in that moment is just to see that you're not a total and complete failure and you're not completely incompetent at what you're doing. You're just struggling and you're just going through a process. And so I thought that was really cool. I was like, I'm definitely going to have to try that the next time I am starting to feel less than, or feel like my abilities are not up to par with what I think they should be. Yeah. I love that. You're like creating proof for yourself, like to convince yourself, like actually you're pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I've I've heard that before. And also another thing I've heard is like any, any message or comment or anything that someone leaves for you on social media or like a testimonial from like somebody that you've worked with, like filing those away, like in a notebook or in a folder on your computer and like having that evidence and that proof of yourself or for yourself to like return to whenever you're having a rough time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's funny because that's what my husband does. Every time I have like a nervous breakdown and he's home, he just starts like going into this whole list of like, but look what you did yesterday and look what you did last week and look at all of these things that you've built. And I'm like, so he's, he's my notebook, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think just, letting yourself be okay with the fact that you're going to fail before you actually fail is kind of a big part of that process for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I have a little lightning round for you that I like to ask everybody because these are just things that I genuinely want to know about the women I talk to. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. So what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? So easy answer. I just get up, brush my teeth and make my bed. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And what is your go-to snack during the workday? I like this question because I've been trying to be more intentional about eating during the workday because sometimes I forget. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I love having... I got these like lightly roasted and salted almonds from a whole foods and they're really, really good. Mm, that sounds yummy. Yeah. I'm the same way. I forget to eat like so often. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, 
I'm a horrible example because I'm really bad about forgetting to eat. And then when I realize I've forgotten to eat, I instantly go for like the worst possible <laughs> option. Like it's always candy or chocolate or something <laughs> really heavy. And I'm, I am not anybody's example for what they should be doing with fitness or food ever. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for authenticity? Like I'm the worst possible person for that. Yeah. Um, so what is one item that you absolutely cannot live without? My planner for sure. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without a calendar in front of me. I know. I am like, <laughs> I'm such an organized, like organization fanatic. Like I've always loved being super organized. So I just couldn't live without that for sure. <laughs> do you have a specific like yeah. brand that you have to use or do you, is it just whatever looks good at the time? No, I actually do. I get like, so this is probably the number one question I'm asked like online um, is like, what planner do you use? Cause I always post pictures of it, but it's, it's by cultivate what matters. Um, Laura Casey is yeah. the owner of it. Yes. And I started using it for the first time in 2018 and I am officially like a lifetime fan. Like it's so good. Cause it's more than just a planner. It's like a goal setting planner and tracker. Right. Um, and it's just like, Oh yes, it's amazing. I love it. I'm going to have to try those because I think I've been following her on Instagram for what feels like a million years and I've never actually tried that planner. And mm -hmm. I guess it's just, I forget about it whenever I go to actually buy a planner, but I need to try it because it, it definitely looks amazing. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. All right. Last but not least, what is your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? This is really hard to narrow down because my parents are like so wise and I have so many things that they have taught me. But one thing that I've been really loving lately, this has really been resonating for me lately, is a quote that my dad, he says it all the time, but it's by Edmund Burke. And it is, nobody made a greater mistake than he who did nothing because he could do only a little. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's I just so love good. it. That's so good. Yeah. Cause sometimes we feel like, you know, especially with super ambitious driven people that have big goals and they want to create like really big impact in their business and in the world, like we can lose sight of like the small impact we can make right now and it can make us become paralyzed if we're not careful. So I just love that reminder. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I think that goes along so great with everything we we talked about today with just, you know, that process and being confident and being authentic and knowing where you're going. Like, I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you? Give us, you know, Instagram and all the links. Give us all the links. Okay. So the best place is um, our website, which is just the authentic woman series.com. And we're on Instagram all the time at the authentic woman series. And my personal Instagram is Ashton underscore M underscore long. Um, I still need to update that because I got married this year and my last name changed, but <laughs> yeah. Congratulations by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think it took me probably a solid two years before I actually <laughs> changed my last name on everything. <laughs> 
Dude, I've had so many people tell me the same thing. They're like, girl, you're, you're fine. Like it took me years to change it. Yeah. You want to talk about a process? That's a process. (laughs) And it is not an easy one. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you so much for, for just coming on here today and being open and real and telling, you know, your stories that most people probably would have never opened up and shared and just being this person, you know, online and in real life and setting an example for what authenticity really looks like. Of course. I had so much fun and I feel totally honored to have been here. Yeah, we'll definitely, you know, be keeping up with you online and waiting for the next Authentic Woman campaign because I'm really excited to see when that comes out. Yes, for sure. It was awesome. Yeah, sounds good. That's it for this time, ladies. But if you have just a minute, it would make my day if you would write a review and share how much you love this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the best of the best. If you're not already subscribed to the newsletter or following along on Instagram, you can find me at Haley Luckadoo on all social media and at HaleyLuckadoo.net for this episode's show notes, the blog, the shop, and pretty much all the good stuff. I'll be bringing you a new episode very soon, but until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.